Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hey, I just met you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We continue on with your voicemails at 317-684-8444. All right. So remember, yes, last week we had Farmer Ryan on Mm -hmm. from uh, Freedom Foods Indiana. And uh, we were talking about the condition of farming and the condition of food and why all the food is so expensive. And um, then we got a phone call. Some lady was very upset that I'm not a prepper. Right. And she was, I think she was, was coming. Was she upset or was she surprised? Well, I think she was coming from a place of love. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I had told her that the reason I'm not a prepper is because I have Farmer Ryan. <laughs> and I will always have enough gas in my car mm-hmm. to get to Ryan's farm mm-hmm. where I know Ryan has plenty of stuff. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, if the doomsday scenario happens, Ryan and his family are going to need a lot of laughs. And I know I'll be able to provide that for them. He also said that he had food for me and Kevin. So, see, it'll be like a recreation of society. We'll be like the stage and screen of the new society. And so, thus, all I need to make sure in order to prep is that I have enough fuel in my car to get to his farm in Wolcott. And somebody called in agreeance with that. Hey, I was listening to your show today. And, Rob, you did hit this on the head. The idea is not to prep. The idea is to know who the preppers are <laughs> and take it from there. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> He's right. Uh, yes, absolutely. Your preparation is to build a relationship with someone who can take care of you. Although you also did say that uh, because you live next door to your dad, yeah. He was going to help. So He's got stuff as well. You're leaning on other people. Well, we've got time to see whether this is like a mega disaster or whether this is just a short-term disaster. If it's a short-term disaster, we've got a neighbor that can help us. Right. If it's a mega disaster, we'll get the family in the in the truckster and go to Farmer Ryan's I place. I mean, all you really need to survive is uh, SpaghettiOs, right? That's right. I mean, and that's I've got plenty of those. On. Got chili, SpaghettiOs. Mm-hmm. Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets, soup. Mm-hmm. I'm fine on my own for a good three or four days. Okay. <laughs> but I've got a neighbor. That gets me another probably three days. So uh-huh. now I'm at seven. Yeah. And if it's something beyond seven, then, then you're we, gonna then go we got a guy long term. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, what's next? Hey, guys. This is M from Old Eastern Hancock County, an old farmer. And here, a while back, I sent a car to a uh, friend and... Uh, her mom said, yes, she got it, but she could not read her cursive lighting. Uh, writing. I'm sorry, my tongue is stumbling. But anyway, I, I could not believe that our schools do not uh, teach cursive writing anymore. What's going on with this world? It's just crazy. Take care. Thank you. I love your show. Bye. So we had the conversation last week that uh, there is a senator that has a bill mm-hmm. that they put forth every year and it always fails that would mandate cursive writing. Yeah. 
I didn't think this was a big deal, but apparently many in our audience think it is a huge deal. They don't teach cursive writing. Well, somebody pointed out that the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, were written in cursive. On a quill pen, Casey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On a, They were dabbing ink right. and writing it. But if you don't understand cursive, then you're unable to read that important document. Well, I'm pretty sure it's been transcribed well, sure multiple has. times, right? But don't you want to be able to read the original? I don't understand why this is such a big deal, though. Like, I mean, I write. I don't write in cursive, mm-hmm. but I write legibly enough that you can read my handwriting. As long as you can, re- you teach handwriting somebody can read, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Kev, you, you got some on this? Uh, I was going to say, I mean, it's funny because I remember as a kid, the teachers would tell us that we would never be able to get a job if we uh, didn't learn cursive. That's interesting, because you're younger, so you're yeah. of the generation. But we still had to learn it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't even really use it anymore. And look, he has a job. Do yeah, you find I get that to you, work with you. Do you find that you write half and half? Kind of print, kind of cursive? Yeah, I guess I kind of do that with certain letters. You can never be a doctor if you don't know how to do cursive, right? Yeah, because of point. a doctor's signature? Yeah, so Kevin, so if you have any ambition to be a doctor. Sorry. You better get on that. Uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more call for this segment. We've got other voicemails. We'll try to get to them next hour, but I want to give Hammer a little extended segment because obviously he uh, was doing all sorts of things yesterday with the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right, Casey, this next person, I think they might have been a little inebriated when they called. <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but I'm going to have you listen to it and then okay. we'll discuss what they talked about. But then let's also talk about the way they talked about it, shall okay. we? All yeah. right, go. Hey, Robert. It's very important that you listen to my voice. The thing you do on Christmas Day where you explain how important radio is to you is brilliant. I will love you forever for that, Rob Kendall. Mirror a voice, a radio voice. So, why are you so confused when it comes to Mr. Springsteen? Casey, I'm going to need you to back me up on this. I was alive in 1984. There were three tours you went to in 1984. Van Halen, obviously. Springsteen was a part of it. And do I need to mention the other? There were three shows you saw that year. The thing about Springsteen was, how long do you have to listen to the Memphis story? About where he broke into Graceland. Blah, blah, blah. Wait, and he goes, the, and he goes on for quite a while after that. What was the third band that he was? He I, didn't I mention. Th- I think in the ninety-three minute phone call, he comes circles back, and I believe it's Rush. <laughs> uh, I believe it's the, the the third one that he was uh, in nineteen eighty-four. Yes, hmm. I saw Bruce Springsteen. It wasn't in nineteen eighty-four. It was nineteen eighty-seven. Well, and I I do enjoy the fact. So the, what he's referencing is part of his act for years and years and years is he would uh, he would play usually an Elvis cover of some sort because Elvis was his hero. Mm-hmm. And I think on that tour, it was uh, Can't Help Falling in Love. Mm-hmm. And before that, he would tell this incredible story about Bruce Springsteen was the first person to ever be on the cover of Time and Newsweek at the same time. And the same time he was on the cover of Time and Newsweek, he was playing in uh, Memphis. And he went to, after a show, Graceland. It was obviously locked up at night. He hops the fence gets to the front door, 
says, you know, knocks on the door. Guy answers the door. He says, is Elvis here? And he goes, no, he's in Lake Tahoe. And they quickly security ushers Bruce Springsteen off the premises at Graceland. And he's basically shouting to them, no, man, I'm really famous. I'm on the, you know, cover of Time and Newsweek. (laughs) Don't you know who I am? And then the story goes into the thing about how sad it was for him to see someone who meant so much to him and to so many people die such a lonely death where they could not connect anybody. And he does this incredible version of Can't Help Falling in Love with You as a dedication to people who are lonely and, you know, don't give up on yourself. And the idea that that triggered that guy, that's what did it in for you. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry for believing in others. (laughs) What was he talking about Christmas Day? Well, every year before I take the break, I usually try to talk about how much this radio station meant to me and the listeners meant to me and this job means to me. And I mean, it's kind of like the same speech he was given is the same mm-hmm. one I'm given. I mean, mm-hmm. different topic, but it's just, I just think the guy might've been a little under the weather. Okay. <laughs> I just pictured him in a dark room with uh, the blinds <laughs> closed. Just, uh, that's, that was the kind of vibe I was getting. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, maybe he had a cocktail or maybe he just woke up because he had that morning voice. And that would be the first thing on your mind. Well, <laughs> I'm going to call and bitch at Rob Kendall about or he was smoking something. Well, that's also a case. That yeah. would be more your area and Kev's than mine. <laughs> but I don't know if he was uh, he was inebriated. I think maybe he was just a little tired. A little tired. That's what it was. And he had a good voice. He, he had a big, a deep voice. Yes. He was uh, commenting on yours. So now maybe uh, in honor of this guy at some point, I'll just play the whole Springsteen speech about Elvis hopping the fence in Graceland. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nigel made the anger bet. Yeah. I asked Hammer in the hallway how he was doing. He's <laughs> here. I saw him show up. He's here. Yeah. And he lost down on $400 because of that game yesterday. But we're going to check in with Hammer next on 93 WIBC.